Welcome to Product Coffee, a podcast where product professionals from Ibotta share stories, advice, and thoughts on all things product over a cup of coffee. Uh, grab a cup of joe and join us to level up your product career 30 minutes at a time. Um, I'm one of your co-hosts, Zach LaGreca. Lou Cirillo. Kate Ward. Lisey Peck. And today we're kind of continuing our topic from last week. Uh, we've been talking about how do you make an impact kind of the first several months of being a product manager at a new company, like the first 90 days. Um, what, what's your process for that? Um, how do you get up to speed? How do you make an impact? Um, but also, like, what are, what are some of the challenges being a new PM at a new org? Um, what are things you've found to help you be successful? What are plans you have? Um, and so I think it's interesting. We've had, um, last week we had some uh, more uh, product managers on the junior side. I think this week we have um, some of our newer product managers who are a little further along in their career. So I'll be interested to see kind of your guys' thoughts on that. So opening it up, like, how do you approach a new PM role that you've just accepted? Well, I guess for right now, I'm at Ibotta for about three and a half weeks, so it's still relatively new for me. Um, I think the first thing you have to do is kind of get up to speed on your product, and a lot of people will tell you very straight off, oh, here's what we're doing and why we're doing it. And I think it's really important to, as a new PM, to cross-check all of that information and validate the assumptions that you have. Even if they're still proved to be true, it's also good to understand why and where the logic and the reasoning came from, because that's going to help you define product direction as you move forward, is getting an understanding of what happened and why decisions were made before you got there. Yeah, I agree with that as well. Um, I was, I have been in Ibotta for three days. So, <laughs> but in my previous experience uh, working in mobile apps and also e-commerce platforms, uh, it always helped me to get my hands dirty in the product, uh, get a test account and start doing some testing. Uh, and then uh, eventually in four weeks when you review that backlog, or hopefully sooner, but uh, <laughs> it, it will start to make sense some of the issue that we have in our front end applications and some of the struggles, uh, even tech debt items that the team has been experiencing. So getting your hands dirty is definitely helpful early on. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I would agree with all of that. I think it, it kind of depends. Um, on what kind of a team you're you're jumping into. Sometimes you're coming into a team that already has a lot of plans laid out, so it's getting up to speed and kind of executing on, on what somebody else's plans were. But to lose point, it's really important to make sure that you fully understand the reasoning behind that and you also agree with that because it's now, excuse me, your responsibility to push that forward. So even if uh, you know the whole company thought this team was going in a certain direction before you got there, it's, it's really important to, to question that when you do arrive and, and try to understand all of the background for um, why the plans exist, kind of where the plans came from and, and the state that they're in. And it's not always in the place you, you think they are when you when you first arrive. So yeah, jumping in, getting getting into all of the details and, and figuring out how to how to move forward or how to push back and, and change the direction. No. Oh sorry, go for it. No, go ahead. I was gonna say, actually you brought up a good point which is, I was just thinking about this is kind of funny, that when I came in here, our product was, my product that I'm on now was completely offline and almost like a blank slate. So in its own set of challenges, like the the data, most of everything that we had was super legacy. And so it's also kind of interesting to think about the state of your product when you come in. Like, are you being brought in to build something new? Are you being mm -hmm. brought in to advance or accelerate a feature set? 
And I think you have to approach what you do there very differently just based on the status of the product as a whole. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's a a lot of good points here. I think one thing I'm hearing is you really want to understand like the purpose and the strategy of your product and your team when you jump in and, and kind of verify that you're doing the right things based off of that. So in terms of kind of understanding your strategy, like what are, what are your thoughts on that? How do you understand if you have the right strategy or what your strategy is as a product or a team? Um, well, I come from startup land. So the first thing I did, and uh, you guys will probably see I think next Friday when I do presentation to PMs for our tech and or lunch and learn, is I kind of wrote a pitch for like why our product should exist. And that was like a justification to myself. And also like I realized that our team needed some of that information as well because it had just kind of gotten lost off the the rail. Sometimes people forget like, wait, why are we doing this in the first place? Or if you have things that mm-hmm. kind of take precedent, um, like, you know, we have some tasks right now that are kind of bumped ahead of actually our product work. And it's kind of good to reset that every now and again. So for myself, like I said, I start by effectively writing a pitch deck. You know, what's the problem we're solving? What are the components of it? What's the market data and the market validation that we have that exists? And then how can we use that to plan a strategic roadmap? And that's that's where I like to start. Yeah, I like that. It's kind of like, what are we, what are we doing and why does it matter? Yep. And mm-hmm. then, you know, using that to help give the team direction, uh, but also, you know, pitching that towards leadership and other people who are maybe making decisions about you know, how, how, how much your team is staffed or things like that. Um, I think a, another interesting thing I'm hearing is when you, when you join, uh, digging into the details and starting to get in there and, and do the work. Um, and I like that one too. I think there's an element of like learning from doing. Um, I think there's only so much that you know going into a particular role. Um, and that also can be a good way to like build credibility with some of the people on your team, especially like peers that you're working with that, you know, you're there to, you know, help out and make their lives easier. Um, I think especially like if you look at an engineering team, it's, I'm not just here to start telling you what to do, right? Yeah. I'm here to actually help you. So, um, what are some challenges you've had like in the first couple of months, whether it's, well, here, I think some of your much newer than that, um, or elsewhere. Like, um, what are what are things that you think can be difficult, or like, what are some what are some gotchas that we should like have our listeners watch out for? It's a good question. Um, this isn't really a gotcha, but just an interesting experience I had at my my last company. Basically, all of the projects that were being worked on at that company were um, had code names associated with them, so. Basically, the first couple of weeks of working there was just trying to understand all of the lingo that they were using, and it wasn't necessarily like technology speak mm-hmm. or um, industry speak, which you also need to understand if you're kind of switching what what area of focus you're working on in a new job, but just understanding what everyone was talking about in every meeting was was kind <laughs> of a, an added challenge that I uh, experienced there and really just kind of reverted back to middle school of making flashcards for myself of like, okay, this random code name actually refers to this project, so I can just engage in a conversation with someone or understand what's happening in a meeting. Um, So it's a little bit different from company to company, but I think doing that with, um, or just making sure you're, you're understanding all of the at least different verbiage that's being used 
if it's, I came into Ibotta working in the payments group and I had no kind of industry experience in payments, so I had a lot to catch up on just in terms of how payment processing works and things like that. So I think doing uh, doing that kind of just research and, and work to level set so you can have the conversations and get into more of the actual details is, is something that you don't always plan for appropriately or know that you're going to need to spend that much time doing, but it's something that you do actually end up spend, spending a decent amount of time on when you first start. Yeah, I think that's a great point. And every company I've worked at has way too many acronyms. And, they're always, <laughs> and, and you always like cringe and they kind of hurt to hear. And then, you know, a year later, you, you're using all of them. Or mm-hmm. you're making them up. Or right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's even worse. I, I already started doing that. Yeah. It was bad. Yeah. Um, so, but I think I think that's a great call out. I think conversely, something uh, product managers or you know people on you know teams can do to help new people out is uh, don't rely too heavily on acronyms. It's okay to use them, especially in certain contexts. But uh, something I've been trying to do in like documentation or you know email updates or you know certain presentations, if you're going to be presenting to a group of people where the, there's a likelihood for new people to be. Uh, you know, in that audience, whatever the, the format might be, um, to explain those things. If you're going to use an acronym, explain it, like, and then put it in parentheses or something like that. So, yeah. I think what is really cool here in Ibotta, since it's only been three days for me, is that um, all the new people are invited to uh, participate in helping out with templates. So, for example, you have a jargon uh, confluence page. Mm-hmm. So uh, even the newer PMs are invited to edit it. So if I hear a new acronym, I can go in and put that new acronym in. So just over time, we just have this great database of stuff that PMs would n- need to know on their first five days. Yeah. So that's really cool. Um, I also get to help with the onboarding template. That means uh, my manager sends me a 90-day template of all the things that I should do, mm-hmm. and I'm invited to add into it. As I learn, uh, get to know more stakeholders, I get to put their names in, like new uh, actions that I think new PM should do, I get to add it in. So over time, we just uh, we have a much better onboarding program for our new PMs, and I think that's really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Is there anything in that 90-day plan you're working on that you either find really helpful or effective in particular, or are, are there some ideas that you're adding to it, like anything you want to share specifically in that that you think is helpful? Yeah, um, I I came from enterprises, so uh, org chart has always been the number one thing that I do when I join a company. I'm knowing who are uh, the leadership, but also my plus one, minus one stakeholders. Uh, so uh, in my onboarded document, that's I have everyone on there. Uh, so all of the PMs that I should talk to, but mm-hmm. also the director of X that I need to talk to, also um, anyone on the engineering side, data side that I need to talk to. That's so helpful to just have the name there. Mm-hmm. Um, we also, uh, under each name, they also have why is this person important to my mm-hmm. specific team. Um, so when I schedule that one-on-one with those people, I already know what are some of the questions I can ask so I can actually prepare for it. And that makes me so much more efficient in my first two weeks joining the company. Yeah, um, yeah that's the uh, number one thing that awesome. really worked out for me. <laughs> I, I think that's, that ties into last week's episode well. We talked a lot about the importance of 
building relationships with a lot of people as you come into a new role and like having one-on-ones and finding who to meet. So I think having an explicit list you're crossing off and putting names on there and you know, asking input from other people, who else should I talk to, mm-hmm. is, is great. Actually, I was going to say, that's kind of like the first thing that I really did here when I got here. And I, I would actually make a suggestion that if you're getting into a new company, one of the things you can do to get yourself probably comfortable as fast as possible when you sit down at your desk, just lay out like a task board for yourself. And some of that stuff should be should be meetings. And then the mm-hmm. other thing I su- would suggest in there is also taking early risks or setting goals for yourself. Like in my particular case, um, I had it within like two weeks that I wanted to have this, you know, initial draft of a deck of a roadmap done for our product. So that was like one of my own personal goals. And it was really good that I had that done because now I had something to talk about when I would go into like different meetings or how to answer questions. And the same thing is like, I also tried to, we have calendars here that I've noticed for like, doing product demos or presenting in meetings or doing things of that nature. So actually signing up like ahead of one and trying to give a topic and then setting up that work for yourself ahead of time is also, I think, really important. It'll get you up to speed way faster than you think. What I like about that too is when you set those things for yourselves quickly, it forces you to take action. I yep. I've been there in a newer PM role where you're not quite comfortable. You're like, I don't know that. Like, I've been here two weeks or something. Mm-hmm. I don't really know nearly as much as everyone else about this product or this industry or the team or whatever. And it can be easy to kind of put off, like, oh, you know, I'll present to the wider group, but you know, another couple of weeks might be nice. But I think one of the the other things that a product manager can do early on is to show their proficiency. Um, to the team like you know I think getting your hands dirty helping accomplish some quick wins is one way mm-hmm. another way is showing your ability to get up to speed on like you know here's the industry or here's you know our thoughts on the roadmap here's where we think this needs to go here's the plan we're putting together and even if it's not finished you can call that out showing yeah I'm putting together a plan and here's what I here's what I'm doing here's you know the information we're still taking in um, I think that can build a lot of trust with people that oh this person you know they have a plan you know there's a reason they're here Actually, say so that was a that was a good thing for like for us. I remember the day we kind of unboxed this whiteboard right near where it was it was like put together, and you know I was like I'm gonna steal this from you all for a couple of days, and I started writing out like features and things and kind of boarding it on the and I would grab and like some, my engineers and the team would kind of come over and we'd be talking about it and like oh you know where do we think about this one this is what I'm kind of thinking about the roadmap and it gives you a good way to actually interact with people in a in a pretty positive way which is nice yeah. Awesome. Um, okay, let's go ahead and uh, have some closing thoughts. Um, so I think, again, some of the things I've heard that are really effective is um, find a way to make an impact quickly and put together a list of people you need to talk to that you can start crossing off um, and have a, have a plan, I think is one of the big things too. Like you, have, you, you build a plan for your roadmap, building a plan for your, your onboarding through that first 90-day period is a good way to set yourself up for success. Uh, any last thoughts on first nine days from you, Lou? I think just kind of get in there and start start doing it. And like I said, collect data and question assumptions. That's like your number one objective is make sure that everything you're being told is valid. And secondly, it'll also be very good for anything you present because you'll know why. Yeah, I think I totally agree with what everyone has said. I think one thing to just kind of counter that is to remember that you may not be able to make an impact on day two or day three or day 10. 
and to kind of like let yourself get up to speed and not be too hard on yourselves. I think product people have high expectations for themselves and, and for good reason. A lot of other people expect a lot from you. Um, but it is, you know, you need to give yourself a little bit of time to get ramped up and, and you know, you can set goals for yourself. You absolutely should set goals for yourself to, to get to that place, but let it happen. Don't force yourself on day one to try to push too hard. Yeah. I agree with that because I'm going through all those right now. Uh, and I think for me, it's that uh, ask all the questions early on. No question is too dumb. Um, I know that for PMs, we always set really high expectation of ourselves. Um, so give yourself some leave ways uh, and say, hey, maybe in two weeks at goals, I'll be okay. Uh, and then also I think that um, Getting to know your team is very important. Uh, ask questions about people's personality on the team because you'll be working with engineers and QAs and data people. So getting to know them from other people's perspectives and then make your own judgment after you get to know them. Uh, and that will help you to be a much better manager working with the teams. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Well, uh, thanks for listening in. Uh, please rate subscribe to the podcast send us free coffee you can sponsor us if you'd like we say that at the end of pretty much every episode and uh it's because we are actually asking so <laughs> all right um so thanks for joining us for product coffee now go level up kevin can cut anything out right he can't. Yeah, Whether or not he actually he, does, he it's kind of <laughs> sometimes he'll take yeah, sometimes he'll take the embarrassing parts and like he'll put it at the very I end know. of an episode, and I'll find out later that it's like me, me being stupid. <laughs> uh, this is probably going at the end of an episode. <laughs>